0: hey what's up everybody welcome to season three of the stay curious podcast a podcast where we want to create diversity and thought without creating division and community i am your co-host matt fisher i'm the care pastor at hill city church where we are sort of recording this episode Um, and i am here with my co-host mr john wagler john wagler you doing all right how you doing you hanging in there
1: (laughs) yeah man Uh, hey we made it what 5 days in 21 without incident like the <laughs> 20
0: you know 2021 come on america i we all we wanted to do was move, was move on and talk about a talk about meditation or whatever <laughs> and then right before we d- we recorded this episode the thing happened and now we have to talk about the thing the thing The thing. Um, But before that, a couple of sort of production notes, Um, as we're entering into season three, we are going to kind of format the show a little bit differently. You know, me and John are still going to chat and catch up. Um, And then uh, we're going to do a new segment, um, which we'll get to in a minute, and then just kind of have the show broken up into three parts, kind of intro, um, this new segment, and then uh, it's kind of the bulk of the show. Um, We're going to try not to be rigid. You know, we're always into trying something new, but hopefully um, it works out and and you guys kind of enjoy a little change of pace. Got some new branding, got some very nice new graphics from our creative
1: creative gurus.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. Um, And we're hopefully going to actually update the Instagram in season three (laughs) with these fancy new graphics. (laughs) So before we get into all that, though, John, what are you thankful for this week?
1: It's a great question. Um, I am thankful. I, you know, I even said this at staff meeting, but I had to use it again. So I just, it remains my really big thankfulness is I got one of those laser measures and I can't tell you how great those things are when you just it's, it's so great that I just like to use it to just measure random things, <laughs> so,
0: like a little kid with a Swiss Army knife. It with is, Swiss it's like, army knife.
1: I'm like, hey, lace. You know how far I am away from the TV right now? <laughs> <laughs> Guess that sounds <laughs> infuriating.
0: I love it. Yeah. What a so, what super a child, thankful. What yeah. a childlike wonder you have for that laser <laughs> measure. What about you? Oh man. Um, that's a great question. I uh, am really thankful that right now I'm down in Florida at my parents' house and that I have gotten to get up and walk down to the beach and stare at the ocean for an hour every morning. It's really nice. The ocean's yeah. giant.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes it is. Bo-
0: boy, it's big. <laughs> um, and it's kind of crazy too. Cause it's like, uh, we don't really know what's down there. Like we know as much about space as we do about our own ocean.
1: Yeah. No kidding.
0: Yeah, so it's cool. It's just nice, especially right now with everything going on, it's nice to just remember that, uh, you know, the ocean could just decide to swallow us all up if it wanted to.
1: Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's interesting. Like even you mentioning the ocean, I read something today that um, the whales came back to the Atlantic Ocean in, uh, for the first time in like 100 years or something.
0: Wow, that's wild. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. So cool. Very <laughs> cool. This has been National Geographic Corner. We- <laughs> yeah. Matt and John, let's stay curious, guys. All right. Well, um, let's go ahead and kick off into our new segment um, in which we just kind of touch on stuff that we've seen, um, not necessarily like pulled from the pages of the news, but it's 2021, so the news is like blogs and social media and every other thing. Um, so instead of calling it kind of like from the pages of, of the news, um, we have a new segment called From the Feed. From the Feed. All right, John, what did you pull from your feed for us uh, on this, our inaugural from the feed uh, segment?
1: Yeah, candidly, a lot of the feed was not light stuff Um, (laughs) this week. Yeah,
0: we're going to talk about most of what was in the feed (laughs) for the bulk of the show. This was, again, 2021, really screwed up our plans Uh, (laughs) for this podcast already.
1: (laughs) But... You know, so like one of the sites I found on Twitter, it's, it's called ink.com mm-hmm. and it just has like cool little things from different research to different companies doing interesting things or whatever. And so those just have like simple self-help little things. And so one that I just liked today, um, or it was either yesterday or today that I saw it. I can't remember, but, uh, they just had like eight good self-awareness questions to ask yourself. And so it was really good. So I'll just read them quickly. It says, Mm -hmm. are you uh, usually aware of your feelings and why you feel that way? Number two, are you aware of your limitations as well as your personal strengths as a leader? Number three, can you manage uh, your distressing emotions well and recover quickly when you get upset or stressed? Number four, can you adapt smoothly to changing realities? Number five, do you keep your focus on your main goals and know the steps it takes to get there? Number six, number six, can you usually sense the feelings of people you interact with and understand uh, their way of seeing things? Number seven, do you have a knack for persuasion and using your influence effectively? And then number eight, can you guide a negotiation to a satisfactory agreement and help settle conflicts? And so the the deal was just like, hey, a- answer these and like see where your work in progress and what you need to do for 21. So mm. I, which I just like those. Which one did you have the hardest time with? Um, That's a good... I think, um, probably number two of like, are you aware of your limitations? Um, Mm -hmm. because, you know, because I inherently like to push a lot Mm -hmm. and, um, and so that is like an area of growth for me of just sensing, Hey, this will give you acid reflux because that's my that's my sign of stress. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, you know, like figuring out like those th- little things a little bit better this year. That's that's one of like my kind of key takeaways, and actually something lately I've been talking about for about a month or so. But um, but yeah, that was probably the biggest one out of those.
0: Mm. Number four is really interesting to me. Read it to me again. What was can you ad- four?
1: can you adapt smoothly to changing realities?
0: That's interesting, uh, the idea of, of like, adapting to changing realities, because I feel yeah. like a big—what I've noticed in, like, um, just chatting with people over the last six months or so is um, a big indicator of having low self-awareness, In this is experiential of, like, me talking to people, is um, the lack of understanding of changing realities, like— people who tend to believe that their reality is the prime reality. Like, no, I right. see it this way. So it is. So, um, I've noticed when I've like pushed on that particular button, um, it's, it's kind of, uh, been a, a good string to pull on people's, you know, see, yeah. especially talking to people about their neograms and any other like tool that they use to kind of bring self-awareness is that idea of, especially for us as like, you know, pastors and like as christians we definitely believe in like a prime truth like in an objective like right capital t truth so we don't get into all the like your truth my truth stuff but that idea of like mm, this is your reality right now. <laughs> sure <laughs> like yeah, yeah. You realize that is not the prime your internal reality is not the prime reality
1: yeah and then becoming aware of maybe the real reality in your life like it is an interesting like can you adapt in a smooth way or does it just like wreck you? you know? Yeah, totally. So.
0: I like that. Those are good. Thanks yeah. for sharing that. Thanks for, yeah. thanks for digging deep into the internet <laughs> to find one positive thing. Um, yeah. my, my hope is that the the flow of our show in this season will actually be the exact opposite of this episode in which we get the like nasty thing out of the way during this segment yeah, and sure. get into like more positive stuff. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah. we had plans to talk about other stuff, and then the thing happened. Yeah, and so now we have to talk about that.
1: Yeah, what about you? What anything from your
0: feed? No, there's literally nothing positive.
1: Nothing, nothing right positive.
0: Now. Okay. Uh, I saw that. I saw that Lil Wayne was trying to get a, a pardon from President Trump, and that was a little funny, but like still linked <laughs> to the the big sad of the current moment. Yeah,
1: I will uh, say in the midst of all the things that we saw <laughs> from. The other day, um the internet has been also pretty funny in the midst of it. there's been some yeah some funny memes and stuff, but
0: yeah yeah, absolutely N- yep no today couldn't find any uh couldn't, fi- couldn't find nothing any joy- nothing worth joy- sure. i actually de- actually today I deactivated my instagram account i'd already uh I'd already deleted Facebook, and now I can only look at Twitter on my browser
1: <laughs> so that's where I'm at right now that's probably a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah, I think in the feed or from the feed is going to like really be your thing until you also delete all such- I know. Um
1: yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm on the brink. I'm really close with Facebook. Um, Instagram. I I don't follow a ton of people on Instagram, so I can man I've managed that well enough that the like primarily anyone on my Instagram feed are like people like I really like. Yeah. Know? So, yeah. um, I just decided a long time ago. I was like, I'm just not going to follow a lot of people, you know? Um, but we'll anyway. get
0: into, we'll get into the social dilemma at some point during season three. But after I watched that, it was like seeing how hot dogs are made. I was I just know. like, I don't even want to go. I mean, I, I honestly am not even tempted by Facebook anymore. I'm just like, yeah. yuck,
1: <laughs>
0: I become a face, a Facebook vegetarian, vegan. Yeah, Totally. All right. Well, Let's, uh, let, without further let's ado, in. yeah, let's go ahead and dig in. Okay, so no one, presumably nobody here is living under a rock, but let's go ahead and recap because this probably won't post today when we're recording, and God knows what will happen between now and when I get it up. But um, on J- January the 6th, so that was a couple of days ago as of this recording, um, there was... I don't, I, it's, everything is such a mess that I don't even, like, I'm, like, nervous of how to even characterize it or to explain it. But what I saw was, I guess I'll say, uh, an attempted coup of <laughs> the United States by some folks who did not um, want to accept that President Trump is not going to be the president anymore. And so um, they got into the, uh, some pro-Trump uh, um demonstrators um, broke into the halls of Congress and um, had a time uh, is the best I can do. I don't know. was, I, <laughs> it's really hard yeah, to be that's, judicious. Sorry.
1: That is fair. I mean, I, like, I don't view it as a coup. Like when I think about a coup, it's like someone's trying to take control over the government, you know, like, so I, to me, what I view as yesterday was like a few hundred uh unstable people who um made a fool of themselves should all be in jail did do something i mean it was significant what happened i'm not you know diminishing that but it just i also want to be a little for me personally be like a little careful of like like a coup that happens in like a third world country is like they literally take over the government all the you know that wasn't happening yesterday. Like literally on the way out, you have pictures of them like standing in, bet- <laughs> as people are walking out, they're like, like going in between the the red ropes as they're, <laughs> as they're leaving. I'm like, there was like an element of like, this is the most bizarre thing I've ever seen, you know, in my lifetime. And so I just don't, I, to me personally, I think ca- calling it a coup does a disservice to what coup, like what coups really have been, even historically, or what happens in other countries. That's that's how I see it, anyway.
0: Yeah, I guess I would push back on that and say um, when there's even one person with a firearm and zip ties and lots of talk on the internet about kidnapping and/or holding hostage senators and house members, it's an attempted coup. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else. It wasn't a it wasn't a it wasn't like an LRA or IRA, like they were not a unified force uh with training like ISIS or something. But if there's an element to me, I guess if there's an element there, even if it's four or five people of a hundred that are like kicking down the doors of people's offices uh with zip ties, that's like pretty cooey.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean you no, know, I mean I'm with you that they're are cooey elements to it? Real cooey. Um, it's real cooey. But I just, yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I just one of the things I'm trying to be careful about with all of the thi- all of the political stuff. i um, in particular right now is I'm trying to like make sure. I'm trying to like process it even a little bit more than like I typically do. You know, like I, I mm. I'm not, I'm not like an extreme person anyway, but. Mm. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to figure out how to be careful with that. You know, like there, it was serious what happened and, you know, we'll talk about the seriousness of it, especially from a faith perspective, you know? Mm. Um, But I'm also trying to be like very careful of like not jumping so far um, on things where maybe they don't need to go. I I don't, um, so I, I, again, you might be right. I'm just, for me, that's just kind of how I see it, you know? Uh, I, it's serious. It's very serious. And I agree with you, like seeing people with (laughs) firearms, you know, and zip ties, you know, and all that stuff like that's, that's no joke. And, um, and not diminishing the seriousness of that whatsoever. But I'm also like, there's a part of me, it's like, I mean, it got cleaned up really quickly. They, there was no, like the military was not on their side. You know, there, there are a lot of political things that, didn't happen that should have happened in the midst of that, you know, like, or, you know, like with the national guard and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. but like, you know, and where was president Trump with all of that and whatever, like, those are Mm -hmm. all conversations to be had. But anyway, that's just kind of my perspective. Okay.
0: There you go. That's the show. Two perspectives. (laughs) Love it. We we were getting too into a rhythm of just like saying the exact same thing. (laughs) I feel like on the last season, um, so from so you know um yeah I I would say our you and I's sort of line that we always toe together is going to always be the um make sure that whether you think it was a coup or a protest or whatever that you're that you're putting together that perspective from varying sources right so yeah, um for we sure. both both agree that whatever however you're going to process that you listener um, make sure that you're not just processing it from like C-SPAN's boring. Watch some C-SPAN about <laughs> right. it. Um, c C-SPAN's boring for a reason. Um, so yeah, uh, so we could, you know, go back and forth about that. Um, and maybe we'll, we will again more later, but I think really, you know, one of the things that you and I want to talk about is that sort of, as you touched on spiritual aspect of it. So we see, Um, And I think, you know, you probably talked about it or we'll talk about it in sermons and online and other stuff. But um, when we see that happening and, uh, you know, crosses being erected and um, uh, flags that say make America God again or something like that are put. Um, I don't know god's yeah. name being invoked um
1: yeah and there's a lot of jesus banners and jesus, stuff like that yeah. yeah
0: and 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 presuming because of the element of the jesus word that they are talking about the the abrahamic god
1: <laughs> yeah
0: um we have to sort of square with that as christians and and figure out okay so how do we react um blasphemy is political but it's not politics right, <laughs> right? so how do right. we how do we square with that? So, yeah, I want to hear kind of what are what has been your thought process and and kind of where are you at with that aspect of it?
1: Oh, man. I, you know, I have so many thoughts around this that it, it was hard to, like, pin them down outside of – I went and just read through Revelation um, and in particular the letters to the church. You know, mm-hmm. I did that um, a couple of days ago honestly, before this thing even happened. It was actually the day before. Um, and just reading through Revelation and seeing the way that, um, how it speaks to empire, how it speaks to like the church's involvement and attachment and how aggressive the language is, you know, and, and aggressive to the point of, you know, it's in uh, Revelation 3 where it just says, you know, talks about being lukewarm, you know, and God's like, you're neither hot nor cold. So I'm going to spit you out. So being in the middle of this is not a place to be. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So it's like, you're in around all of this attachment to like, we should be disgusted as Christians that anyone is putting up a cross near the white house. Like we, you know, we should Mm -hmm. be disgusted as Christians. People are carrying Jesus banners in the midst of all of that and having a Trump, banner in one hand and a Jesus banner in the other we Mm. should be disgusted as Christians that Jesus's name is bring brought into anything that happened up there you know we should be disgusted as Christians that Jesus's name gets invoked in all these political conversations and I you know and I would say this on on the more progressive liberal side too because to me neither side remotely is Christian. <laughs> so mm-hmm. like, in it's, it's in its entirety. So I think there's like a, there's so many parts to this that, um, is a culmination of like what happened the other day is not, it didn't just happen. It's a culmination of years of things, you know, mm-hmm. and years of, um, idolatry years of horrible rhetoric years of, um, the hatred going back and forth between, you know, both sides. It's the, it's years of stuff that culminated in what happened yesterday and or two days ago now, whatever. Um, and I don't know, like the other part of this is like, we, we can't ignore the Christian nationalism that has happened. Like you just can't ignore that. And you can say as a Christian, you're not part of that and you are just thinking policy and that's, and I understand that thinking, um, cause obviously policy matters, but like, at the same time, too, I remember Piper, John Piper wrote about this so much, and he was just like, you can't, character and rhetoric deeply matters. And no matter what someone's policy is, like, their character and their rhetoric deeply matters. And so, um, and it matters more than the policy. And so, yeah. as Christians, it's like, we have to factor that in um, if, you know, and in terms of how we process everything. I had someone ask me, I'm rambling here, I'm sorry, but no, I there's... It. Um, I had someone ask me the other day, like, hey, if you had a magic wand, what would you have Christians do? And I said, if I had a magic wand, I would have told every Christian to not vote for either candidate. Hmm. (laughs) And and put a stake in the ground and say, you all don't, like, neither party remotely comes close to representing us. And as a Christian, we're not going to just buy into what you all are doing right now. And we want to see something else happen that's differently. Now, I'm not saying to form a Christian party. I'm not saying to you know, we got to have a Christian president and a Christian, this and a Christian, like you can have good people with good policies that aren't Christians. But my point was, is that what we have represented now does not represent Christianity at all. Like, I'm sorry. Like I, I know this will make some people mad, but Donald Trump, not only is he has zero fruit of any kind of Christian faith and does not represent Christianity in his character and his words or anything that he does not, not one ounce of it. Um, But I would also say this, like what I see happening on the other side of things, on the more progressive liberal side, like flies in the face of Jesus, too. So that's so like that would be that would have been my magic wand moment (laughs) for this go around. And is that realistic? Of course, it's not realistic. And all of that. And there's debatable things to that whole piece. But um, that was my magic wand moment. If Mm. I could. Yeah. Anyway, I have way more thoughts on that, but I could uh, There'd be. I could also get myself in trouble. So,
0: what is a? So, what a, do you have an example of a candidate that you do see as suitable? Like, are what is uh, is what you're saying? Is what you're saying? I don't think Christians should ever vote. If you have a pick no, no no no. no, no,
1: no, 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 I'm not saying that at all because obviously voting matters, and voting is an important way to like help one another out. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like honestly, like Mitt Romney does like a really good job. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ben Sass does too. I think John Kasich did. Um, I, those are just conservative guys that I'm just talking about, but, um, I'm trying to think of, you know, some, some folks on the democratic side, uh, or Tim Scott's another one, like on mm-hmm. the conservative side that I think does a good job of, you know, finding that place there. Um, so yeah, I mean, so I'm not saying not to vote for, you know, at all, mm-hmm. um, I, it yeah. just fe- it just feels like we cross the line mm-hmm. as Christians again. As Christians, we we cross the line that, um, yeah, that I something need, dramatic needs to happen to to get things right. Like when you've got non Christians and atheists and agnostics saying stuff like the conservative Christians need to have a come to Jesus moment. That's a problem. <laughs> Yeah, you know, seriously. I mean, like, that's a huge problem.
0: Yeah, is it an Isaiah that? He, yeah, it's Isaiah that Paul quotes when he says that I'll be fine, but found by those that don't seek me. I think that's Isaiah, uh, or is it Jeremiah? Uh, I'm not sure. Mm, there's lots of stuff in the prophets about when <laughs> the Babylonians start like s- saying truth to you, you're pretty far, <laughs> pretty far gone. Y-
1: exactly. No, it's true. That's actually, you know. And the little letter I wrote to the church, I, that almost sounds biblical, doesn't it? Um, the, the letter that I wrote to our family, basically our church family. Um, that's why I said, go read Isaiah and Jeremiah. Cause like, you're going to, if you really want to sit there and take it in, you're going to see how, what God thinks about uh, like Christians getting mm. like neck deep and all this political stuff to a level that, um, you, you're sacrificing your witness, mm. you know, and the things of God. He does not respond kindly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um yeah, I can see where you're coming from there. I I think I still just get a little hung up on a few things. Um yeah. regarding what you said. Um you know, I've thought about it a lot. Um and obviously I am for the separation of our faith in Jesus from our love of the empire, regardless of what party is in. Sure. Yeah. Power, right. Um, but I do also think that there's an aspect to this both sides thing that is kind of sacrificing the good at the altar of the perfect. Like, I don't I guess I just don't see maybe what you see in this particular Biden Harris administration. I see the hiccups, but I guess I don't see the uh, what in it is so much worse than um, anything else. Anything else that that I would like not vote for them, and I've also been thinking about that a lot, and just like thinking about that video of Joe Biden like talking to that homeless guy that somebody took. Um, I think have you seen that? It was yeah. like taken yeah, outside yeah, yeah. the theater or whatever. Yeah, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, again, um, so many reprehensible things said that his own vice president called him out for during <laughs> during the debates when they were adversaries. <laughs> Um, So much brokenness in the system in general, um, just like even operational brokenness in the fact that the way that our system is set up is so that half of at the end of an election, half of the country doesn't accept the other candidate. I mean, that's always been true. I was listening to this this, uh, report on NPR that's like, it's extreme now, but you know, this is how the system works that like half of the country, or if you even take it down to like the Richmond level. Most of Richmond doesn't want the mayor we have, but like the way the system is set up is that he won. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Um, Not not like he legitimately won. He won the way, you know, the way the system is set up. He did win, but it's like a weird, you know, we can get into rank choice voting and a bunch of operational things, which we won't. But yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I'm just not, I don't think in any way, shape or form that, um, Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or the Democratic Party or any of that stuff is um, a savior of any kind, or even is as good as it could be. But when I think about the kind of like, I you know like we just I I almost wish that no, Christians had just said no, give us another option. I guess my question is like, but then isn't that third option another form of marrying us to the? to the empire. Like if we have a perfect candidate, then we just have one of our people. And like, does that, can that ever happen? I guess I'm trying to think of like a historical. Yeah. No.
1: And I'm not even saying that. Like, I mean, Mitt Romney's Mormon. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) So like, I'm not, I'm not even saying like it has to be a Christian. I'm just saying in general, my I'm with you on that. I'm not asking for like the perfect Christian. Right. Sure. King, you know? Um, my issue with that is I don't see a whole heck of a lot of progressive Christians. Cause I think progressive Christianity is just as sick as conservative Christianity right now. And so, um, okay. and I don't see a whole lot of progressive Christians. Uh, I see them calling out the Republicans or conservative Christians, you know, mm-hmm. that vote a certain way. And they're like, expecting them to call out certain things in their own party. But I just don't really see very many outside of maybe the and campaign guys. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I don't see very many progressive Christians calling out the left side of things of the things that are not, that don't flow with biblical thought, Mm -hmm. you know, like I, I mean, and I really mean that I rarely see them. And I, and I'll say even more progressive Christians in our own community, like, they're pretty vocal about one way, but not vocal at all the other. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I do think that that's very problematic because what, to me, what that reveals is you might be right calling out the other side. Honestly, mm-hmm. a lot of times that would, it is true. Um, and I, and then let me also say this, this is also reversed. Like I know plenty of conservative Christians that are so adamant about some liberal, you know, side and are calling it out very freely, but man, you, you can hear a pin drop on some of the things that need to be called out mm-hmm. on the conservative side. And I think just what that reveals is when that's not, when there's not an equal disbursement of things going on there in discussions, like it just reveals in us that I'm not saying it's full blown idolatry, but we've gotten a little lost. Some cases mm-hmm. it's full, it's full blown idolatry, but like mm-hmm. sometimes it's like we got a little lost in this mess. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I guess, um, The thing that alarms me the most is, well, I would, so if somebody were to say to you, um, okay, John, I hear you say, what I hear you say is that progressive Christianity is just as sick as conservative Christianity, which is, you know, loaded, you know, a loaded thing, um, because we're where obvi- anytime you generalize, I mean, you and I would both agree, anytime you're generalizing, uh, you kind of have to do it for the sake of conversation. But at the same totally. time, it's yeah, kind yeah. of a loaded, loaded yeah, yeah. thing. For sure, um, for sure. But I guess for me, the thing is just like, um, I agree with I agree with all of your critiques just now of, quote unquote, progressive Christianity. And I guess the clincher for me is the white supremacy part of it. And the part of it that's, like, when we look at pictures from the other day and we see the sort of shoulder-to-shoulder standing of um, white white supremacist leaders um, of the far right Mm -hmm. next to folks from the conservative Christian camp, my question would be, I, like, if we look at the some of the, 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 the symptoms that you've just listed out, um, for the progressive Christian camp, as it were. Um, I would agree that it's a big problem, but I have a hard time with just, with the term just as sick on one side as the other.
1: So, yeah, no, I hear you. I, now it feels like you can get into the realm of saying, like, we're judging sin a little bit, you know, like, Mm, you know, and, But like, you know, when Jesus, uh, it's in Matthew 11, I'm pretty sure, um, Mm -hmm. says he goes through like the woe to you, Bethsaida, woe to you. Like he is grouping, you know, and there's other places in scripture that does this. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that like to your point, yes, I'm generalizing. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and that's like you said, it's conversational. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean there aren't healthy people (laughs) on either side. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, but To your point, I'm with you. Like, it's sickening to see that a conservative Christian would be standing right next to some of these far right, you know, folks that don't represent Christianity at all, and the white supremacist folks, and and you know, not only just around racism, but they're just hatred of people in general, you know, Mm -hmm. like and all that. Yep, and I'm with you on that. And um, because were there some people up there marching that would not ever be caught in that camp? you know, of things, you know, like say they were protesting, you know, the election results or whatever. Were there some people up there that are just like, I don't know, I'm just, I just don't like the results (laughs) and not far right people and not, you know, they don't, they're not going to say like, man, it was cool what happened today or anything like that. Sure. Like those people up there, whatever. But I'm with you on that. But at the same time, we cannot ignore the progressive Christians that are standing shoulder to shoulder on some super far left people. You know that um, because we can't ignore some of the things like like probably one of the most corrupt institutions we have in America is arguably Hollywood and the most (laughs) in the most sinful like place is Hollywood. Some of the some of the worst things that happen are in Hollywood in our country Mm -hmm. and um, from, you know, things around sex to like stuff that happens with kids to like you kind of go through the ringer on all those things. Some of those same people that are doing that are standing shoulder to shoulder with progressive Christians in other elements in that political realm as well, mm-hmm. and some of the things that are happening on that side are are awful to people. i mean truly truly awful to people mm-hmm. and so i just that's why I'm like I think we just have to be careful about how, how we lean and where in like even like how we speak, like, do we sound a lot like a certain camp, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know. I just seeing like trying to take a step back and and listen, I've got my leanings on things, of course, too. You know, I'm not above any of this, but like trying to just take a step back as much as I can to be like, let me like really look at scripture and how it speaks into this. I I just don't see how we can't look at progressive and conservative Christianity right now and be like, y'all as a whole, we got to figure this out. Like, we're not in a good spot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and Mm -hmm. and we, we really do. We really do. It's like growing up, like there were certain people, if my mom like saw me with, she would be like, what are you doing? (laughs) <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you can't. But like for some reason, you get into adulthood, and like you're all of a sudden fine with it. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Like I don't know. I just I don't know. That's that's kind of my perspective on that. I did.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. um I guess my thing would be I agree with you to a point. Um, I think the thing our common ground on this is definitely the exodus of Christians from the camps. From these two camps, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, yes. I guess my thing would be, I don't. For me, I guess personally, I don't need the camps to be equally bad for me to realize that I need to leave <laughs> them. <laughs> you know, to to like not camp. Like I'm. Um, I don't. Yeah, need, and I'm
1: with you on that.
0: I'm. Yeah. I'm fine. If somebody were to lay out an argument for me, a, a convincing argument that, like, yeah, it's bad on both sides, but like, here's why conservatives are just a a little bit less or you know terrible or here's why you know the progressive camp is is um corrupt in some ways and but just like a little less terrible right now i would say okay i mean i i just i don't need them to be equally terrible or equally good for me for myself and for like anybody who's asking my opinion i guess or my advice as as a christian to say um god's calling us out of the camps out of these two camps, I hate saying the camps because it evokes <laughs> um, something much more terrible and more yeah. serious. Um, but the the two sides, right? Yeah. Um, and but I do think that there is a aspect of what you're saying that is something that we're all doing, which is a seeking of that balance. Like we want, like really, what we all want at some point is either chaos or balance. And so we see these agents of chaos on both sides, and yeah. then we see these agents of balance.
1: Um. yeah see I don't but see I think what you're saying is correct however mm-hmm. I don't think that everybody wants balance mm. like like I I agree with you and, and I'm and I'm with you on that I just don't believe that most Christians and I really mean that that most Christians actually want balance okay they they want you to agree with everything that they think mm-hmm Politically, one way or the other, mm-hmm. they want you to if you challenge them theology, they just immediately throw it away to the other side. Do you know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I, listen, we obviously do this podcast and people aren't privy to the like zillions of conversations you and I have yeah. like and, and other people on staff, too. Yeah. But I really mean that that's not normal.
0: Truly. Do, yeah, you, I think that, I it's think just not. Right. Yeah.
1: So that's what I'm saying. like. I'm with you on all those things it's just like that's not what we see you know that's why i think jesus would come in and be like woe to you yeah. conservative christians woe to you progressive christians sure. woe you know sure. and that's part of it right okay yeah
0: i hear you um so we're already going a little long but i do want to give um because i think so you kind of given like your overview of like what is the spiritual aspect of this this thing that happened the other day and has been, as you said, has been happening. It's really just like a, you know, like a sneeze at the end of a big cold, um, or, or in the middle (laughs) of a big cold. Um, and, and then I kind of responded to it. I, but you know, I was praying about it this morning and, and thinking about it during my sort of quiet, quiet, um, meditation time, staring, staring into the big ocean (laughs) and, uh, it's funny. I realized something about myself during all this, and I i don't think you or anyone that knows me would characterize me necessarily, at least traditionally, characterize me as an optimist. I'm like kind of the, what was that Debbie Downer? Uh, you know, I have the, the <laughs> yeah. sort of Eeyore, Eeyore sure. vibe a little bit, right? But what I realized is that over the summer with the, with the unrest um, after the killing of George Floyd— um, and, in, and, you know, everything that's happened since then, um, I was and now, you know, what happened the other day, I was thinking about, like, how my sort of, like, outlook has changed since, I mean, really since Trayvon Martin and Michael Brown and the whole thing, since I got involved in the whole thing more, you know, more seriously, um, and, and into the Trump administration and everything. And it's funny, I realized this morning that I'm actually – for some reason, spiritually optimistic (laughs) about this whole thing, (laughs) Um, like so much so that to deny it feels like I'm really squashing something down that is genuine. And then I'm trying to like fit my brand of sad, of like sad sack, uh, questioning or, you know, like dissenter. Yeah. And so I really realized this morning that like, you know, there's some aspect to this that to me feels like that last casting to the ground that a demon does of a body before it it comes out. The, I would say this whole thing you could this whole last 4 years maybe even maybe honestly maybe even since 9/11 or we could keep going. Yeah, but it's yeah. Whatever's yeah. go whatever the culmination is right now. You you could analogize it in my head almost perfectly to an exorcism. To a biblical exorcism not like a cinematic uh Exorcism. Though some some of you out there may be more familiar with the film version of exorcisms. But um, <laughs> you know, there there's the naming, there's the naming of the thing, of the spirit, of the what you know, what are your name? Oh, we're Legion, or like what's your there's the acknowledgement of like, here's what's really going on. And then there's the the sort of um exorcism, and right it always peaks right before it ends. Um, and it really feels like this is a thrashing to the ground of, or, or a, or a breaking of the chains or a claw, you know, whatever, and you use whatever, whichever, um, instance from the gospel of Jesus doing an exorcism. Um, there's just something about it that I, and and I think that the demon is white supremacy, um, and maybe like Christian nationalism too. Um, uh, And it just, I don't know, there's something about it that not necessarily, oh, things are going to get better in the next six months or even in the next six years. But I just, I want to acknowledge that I have this weird spiritual optimism about what's going on. And I know you have a version of that, too, where you really feel like the spirit's about to do something big. But all of this stuff that's happening and the fact, like, even back to your point of you don't want to call it a coup because like successful coups in other countries, it almost like downplays what they, what those people go through. But like, even the fact that it was sort of like, if you were to see it as a sort of unsuccessful coup, like this thrashing of like, um, I'm going to hurt this body that I've inhabited or I'm going to like do whatever. And then the sending into the pigs uh, and and the sort of recovery of the, the possessed person. Oh man, I'm being really like woo woo right now (laughs) for a a lot of people. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Uh, there's just something about this to me that feels very much like that. Like the demon was named and, and now it's thrashing about and it's being ready to, to be cast out. And also I was thinking about, um, you know, if we, we think about the civil rights movement and like, well, why wasn't it over then? Or then we got a black president. Why wasn't it over then? You know? Um, and in the Bible, it says like, look, if you send a, if you, if you cast a a spirit out and you don't you know, it's going to wander the desert, find seven of its friends, and then come back and find the, the house all swept. And it really makes me wonder if like, the inauguration, this, especially like the second term of our first black president, almost felt like it feels like now to me, like that, that, um, that demon of white supremacy came back and was like, Oh, look, everybody's convinced it's over. <laughs> um, yeah, isn't this a nice house that's all swept and cleaned and ready for me and my buddies to come in, come back in in a big way. So again, I know that is un- a uncharacteristically charismatic of me and uncharacteristically <laughs> optimistic of me, but um, yeah, there's just something to happen to what happened the other day that just feels like, man, I think that I think that we're gonna see something big happen here.
1: I, well, I, I'm with you. You know that. Like I, I do think mm. that. You know. I've been saying for a little while that I think God's going to do something pretty powerful in the midst of all this. And um, and all, you know, historically in the church world and historic Christianity, it always starts with a smaller grouping of people. And it's not wide sweeping. It's it's kind of this pruning of everything that happens. And then God's like, all right, who's who are my remnant? And then I'm gonna do some incredible things too. And I think that's who he's trying to figure out: like who are really my remnant, who's willing to throw, throw the more liberal and more conservative stuff aside, and like who are my people? You know, mm-hmm. who who's really gonna invest in this? And I think that um, that's what he's wondering right now, and 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 that's starting to come together. And I'm with you on the optimism side. Um, I think when you look at scripturally, you know, you're referencing legion. And you know, um, that was two hundred demons coming out mm-hmm. you know, at that point in time, and um, which represented um a lot of different things, you know, in the midst of that. But even when you look at nation and empires throughout history, um, you know, they fall for the same reasons all the time, <laughs> and it's it's power. Right. Mm-hmm. And how it manifests its power it can be white supremacy, can be, you know, different things. It's always it's always a people group trying to control other people groups. And and there's power. There's um around centered around sex and centered around greed. Mm-hmm. It's every time. And so um and and I think that is what we see right now as well in our country. And um, and I think to me, when I look at it, um, the demonic elements, I, I agree on the what we have seen, you know, on the white supremacy side, there's a demonic element. And, um, I think some of the, the sexual stuff that we see, there's a demonic element to that, you know, throughout our country, the greed in our country, there's a demonic element to all those things. And, um, yeah, I think God wants to cast those things out and that's, that's no easy thing, you Mm -hmm. know? And so, but I'm, 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 I too am optimistic. So
0: good, good. I was gonna make a joke about the greed demon's name being capitalism, but I won't do it right now. We just don't have we just don't have time, John. <laughs> um, cool. Well, thanks. I appreciate that, John. Thank you for your candor and for your thoughts and and um, for uh, your heart for our community and for our listeners um, during this weird and sort of not great time.
1: Yeah, we'll be all right.
0: We're gonna be all right. We're gonna be all right. Yeah. I think anyway, I guess that's easy (laughs) for us to say. (laughs) We'll see. Um, cool. Well, thanks to everybody for, um, hopping back on the train for season three of stay curious. If you have thoughts, questions, quips, comments, or concerns, please email them to stay curious at hillcityrva.com. Um, we will read your emails and respond. And, um, if you have, uh, suggestions about what you'd like to see in season three we would love to try to incorporate those um thanks for listening uh rate and review us if you get a chance and until next time remember to stay curious.